0: brought to you by the Arts and University of Bournemouth Podcast Society. Today I'm your host Anna and I'm joined by my lovely co-host Anna with 1N. Hello! <laughs> As you might remember her from last episode. And today on our second episode of the LGBT History Month themed episodes <laughs> we are going to focus on transgender people and non-binary. And I have three lovely guests with me today. Uh, we have Autumn
1: Hello, I'm Autumn. Uh, I'm in first-year illustration, and I identify as a queer woman who happens to be trans. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, we have Lauren. Um, hi, I'm on film production, second year. Um, very much figuring stuff out, but um, <laughs> probably, I'd say, gender, queer, and okay. lesbian, kind of.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Eric. Hi, I'm Eric. I'm a trans guy. I'm on the
0: makeup pool second year. Okay, well... So today we're just going to discuss, have a little bit of a chat with them. Let's just start with, like, what, what's your story, guys, basically? Like, how did you come to the conclusion that you wanted to transition or that, you you know, for Lauren, that you didn't conform to any gender in particular? I don't know, what were the steps you took, like, to kind of come to that? With yourself as well.
1: I can't even really remember almost. Okay. How like <laughs> I came towards it because it's it just felt like a natural progression with oneself and like a self evolutionary state. Because before I came out as a, a trans woman or I came out as like femme, it was always I was never I never really identified identified as male. Like I never that never really linked up with me. Um, I would always be like my life been playing around with gender and colors and I mean like I've I've always like I've always been limited by the kind of male identity and I don't know I found I never really did fit into any male stereotypes even when I was seen as one so I think for me it was a natural progression and there wasn't any kind of day where I woke up different or any yeah. Nothing. Anything that changed me, or anything that made me realize it was just actually this is. Ha- Do you mean like it was? Yeah,
0: it, I yeah. mean it, it. doesn't necessarily have to be like a day where you wake up. For sure. Know, <laughs> I think yeah. a lot of people have that misconception. where yeah.
3: it's like You wake up one day and you're like, I want to be the opposite gender. But
1: also, I think some people might have seen something, or might have seen a you know documentary, or or a person, or something that's made them go, Oh shit, that's an option. To know that
2: it's a thing. Yeah. that Exists. Yeah. yeah.
1: Because um, I've got a friend. Uh, who lives down here? And he knew that trans women existed, but he didn't know trans men existed until he came to university. Okay. He just didn't realize that you could go in verticomics the other way. So uh-huh. when he saw that he could, and he was just like, "Oh, shit! This is like <laughs> this is exactly what feels right, what I feel most comfortable with." Which it makes it. Do you mean it ticked boxes in it, or you just feel correct? Does that make sense? Like yeah. when you mm-hmm. come to terms with with yourself. It might take a while, and it might not be so sudden. And it's a because it's a self-evolutionary thing. You've got to keep reminding yourself and keep like supporting yourself through it, mm-hmm. because it's because as humans anyway we're ever changing. But I never had something that really stood out.
0: Yeah, I mean that happens. I mean like I don't know. if Probably the same for you guys. I'm guessing.
2: Like. Um. Yeah. I guess I <clears throat> I always similarly played around with gender as mm-hmm. a kid. Like. When I was really young, I just didn't, I didn't like, I just didn't realize that it was so. I, I think that's the same with a lot of kids, but you just don't realize that it's so binary. Right.
4: Yeah. Um. But then
2: you you grow up with everything being so binary and everything being gendered, and I kind of let myself get like get taken into that, mm-hmm. and I it always felt like a performance. Like I used to be really quite feminine in high school, and it never felt right, and I always felt uncomfortable.
1: You had to feel like you had to fit in with everyone else. Yeah, so.
2: I did. And then it's when I kind of came out as a lesbian that I played around with it a bit more, but only because I felt like now I was allowed to in a way. Yeah. Mm. You were a bit, you are yeah. lenient. You've got, yeah, you've got like the lesbian card <laughs> now. You can yeah, yeah, with no, it. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, then it pretty much, when I came to uni and like, you know, met different people who like kind of showed me that that was an option, I'd watched YouTubers and stuff, like yeah. trans men YouTubers or gender fluid YouTubers, blah, blah, blah. And I'd kind of been like, okay, so that is a thing. Um, And then I've, it's different to I think both of you guys, like it's been very recent, like Mm. for me, like last year kind of thing, where I've been like, yeah, actually, like if I, if someone comes up to me and says like, what would you identify as? I just don't have like a simple answer, if I'm gonna be completely honest. It's
1: almost like you're in that, not saying that you're gonna end up a certain way, but you're in a transitional, in your life where you're going you know what Mm -hmm. I'm in control of myself I'm in control of this body Mm -hmm. and I'm gonna make most of it and play around with all the colours and I might find something that fits or I might not but actually the sooner that you accept yourself fully then it doesn't matter yeah if you yeah. fit in yeah. a certain they, box they because, might, because yeah. Yeah. sometimes because also the box isn't big enough to fit all of us in yeah.
2: yeah i mean there might be a final result there might not be yeah exactly and that's what i'm kind of i'm okay i've kind of become okay with it because when i first started thinking about it i was like obsessed with it like mm. all the time i was like okay. oh my god am i this am i this am i mm. this am i this if i'm this then i'm gonna have to do all of these things and i was just like oh my god it's like, a lot of pressure. Really yeah, so yeah.
1: <laughs> you feel almost pressured
2: to do one
1: if you come Either out, stay so, one way or exactly like yeah. in high school, you're almost pressured to be feminine. Mm-hmm. But then, as soon as you're almost you identify slightly masculine, you've got that pressure from mm-hmm. society once again, mm-hmm. yeah. going, okay, then you must have a flat chest, you must have facial hair, you must have mm-hmm. yeah. deep voice. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So.
2: I mean, in
3: in relation to what you said, like it was um, for me, it was always a case of being in flux from about puberty. I think I went through a lot of the mm-hmm. like the sort of gender fluid, agender labels, and it was only around. Um, probably about just over two years ago, I think, I was like, okay, this is the reality. Like mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a binary identity as opposed to um, something that's a little bit more fluid and in, in, that, in that sort of sense. I actually went through um, a really sort of hyper feminine stage actually um, before I, I realized uh, properly, like this is who I am. But, you know, I had like longer hair, wore loads of makeup, um, went through a, a pretty feminine stage and then I, I, I cut it all off and I was like, okay, I'm a boy now. But, um, <laughs> And, you know, in relation to that, after that, I had about eight months, I think, where I was just like, I felt the need to be really masculine. You know, yeah. like, I couldn't wear, like, I, you know, I didn't wear a lot of makeup, I didn't do a lot with my hair, like, all sorts of things. So it, there is a real, a real pressure, definitely, mm. to fit into a, a, a particular box mm. when you do it. Like, and it's, it's it's so strange as well, because, like, it's it's such a freeing thing to be able to do it. But then it comes with its, its own set of things to, to have to, like, adhere by sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I get we were saying as well in the last episode how once you kinda put out a label, it, it Pre- sticks on you and, yeah. and you how ha- you feel like or at least people make you feel like you have to confirm cool. to that because so there's, there's certain preconceived notions. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Certain like rules and notions that kinda go with it when in reality.
1: Because people it's go, not. Oh, but you're like this, but then why aren't you this and yeah. blah, 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 yeah. blah 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 And it's just like there are no rules in life really. And for me, like th- <coughs> the more comfortable I get with myself, the less I um give a shit <laughs> <laughs> because uh, I don't know if I can say that but I did yeah, yeah you can <laughs> and, <laughs> It's fine no one cares <laughs> but um, I just think with society and what it's told us most of the time it's all these thoughts from higher up which are saying things are right and which are wrong and everything in life is subjective do you know what I mean I feel like the only thing isn't is maths and even that can be it at some point yeah, yeah. so I th- so I don't always shave my face because it's Dysphoric to have to shave your face <laughs> for me. So, mm-hmm. But also, it's a bit like I don't care how I present, I don't care how people see me, because I know who I am and I'm so in touch with that, then it doesn't matter what people see. Does that make sense? Like, you yeah. almost, when you come to terms with who you are and you go, okay, I'm a guy, but actually, I can still have long hair or I can still wear makeup. Yeah, I mean, mean
3: I, I, up, I wear makeup now and I'm completely content with it. Absolutely. Like it's not yeah.
1: Because mm-hmm. none of these things are really gendered. So I feel like it's not a finishing point of a transition, but it's mm-hmm. that state again where ever-changing you find yourself and then you get comfortable with yourself and then Mm. you don't care what anyone else thinks because I mean it's a bit like you have to go through all of these stages yeah, and it's ever-changing but the more you get comfortable with yourself the less you care about these things that you're held against
0: yeah Yeah, I mean I think it works for everything but mostly I guess as well with you guys because like I personally have a lot of issues with my body as well so as I realised with the years that the more I get comfortable with it, the less I give a fuck about what people think. Because
1: we hold ourselves to what everyone else thinks and yeah, opinions when yeah. none of it matters. Yeah, no, like it doesn't. What other people think of us has nothing to do with us. Like, exactly. And hate all comes from jealousy or ignorance in something. And that's something yeah. I really and struggle if, with. Yeah. And if somebody yeah. is taking the piss out of you or mocking you or doing something, then that's their problem that they haven't sorted out. Because they're project like, do you mean they're projecting it to make yep. one up themselves? Mm. Yeah. And I think that's what we have just, and also we have that within the community, for people who think one, do you mean there's one way of being trans or one, mm-hmm. yeah, the, There's one. a good way or a bad way of being it, when actually they almost haven't accepted themselves. Yeah. Yet because yeah. There's, there's if they is, accept themselves, then they'll accept toxicity, other one else. Doesn't yeah. make sense. Um,
3: yeah. I mean, like that kind of attitude in the in the trans community, like it's, like, again, it's so bizarre because it, it is community that's so accepting and so welcoming, and then there's. Again, really weird. It's almost like you've jumped through like certain hoops sometimes to actually be seen as a legit sort of valid identity. Mm. Occasionally, Mm. I feel like you you might have some trouble with that.
2: Yeah, I mean, and with myself because like I always have been comfortable with labeling myself because it makes me feel more comfortable. So Mm. then having a label that doesn't really come with any rules as such was a little bit like diving in at the deep end, and Mm -hmm. it's why I was so like, no, like I just don't, I just don't think I can. Identify like that, and it's you know, and also as I as I said to you yesterday, like I still do identify as a lesbian, and that confuses me even more because yeah. I'm like, well now that now just, there's but yeah. I do just have to think there. If I just think every gender is a performance, like it genuinely doesn't matter. I like I can, you know you you have you have people like trolling online saying like oh well right. if you can identify yeah. as whatever you want then you can pu- you know you can identify as like an object and it's like no it's mm. completely different it's gender like it's not, it's not yeah you know what I mean so I kind of whilst I'm a bit kind of conscious that maybe to me like this is it seems like a transitional thing or it seems like it's s- like you know my own brain is telling me oh this is going to trend it's just going to pass like yeah you know my brain will mirror things yeah. that yeah, people you hear tell because the yeah,
0: yeah um, it can people can think it's a trend they can think mm. because they see it now and i feel like because now there's a lot more openness to talk about stuff like this older generations would be like, oh, now everybody's doing it, it's because it's a
1: trend. And yeah. it becomes
0: kind of like this negative, kind of toxic word as yeah. well. People see it as like a millennial thing. Yeah, like yeah. It's not, exactly. It's not
3: that at all, it's, like There's, it's just more.
1: It's happened for as long as humans have been around. Exactly. Yeah. And I think the trend is, o- the only trend that's happening is acceptance, and I think that's yeah. the only trend that should be happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think the more we accept people, then the more people are gonna be feeling comfortable to come out, Mm. feeling comfortable to be themselves. And I feel like with people being comfortable to be themselves, then I'm all down for that being a trend. Mm. If people people feel accepted and feel in a correct society that's going to let them be who they truly are as opposed to forcing it down and hiding it, which people from past generations have done and have said it's toxic and now we're allowed to do it, I'm all for that trend. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's a trend that... Trans uh, for being trans I think it's just a trend that we're being more accepting of other people yeah it's
3: just a little more compassion going around which is great but (laughs) every
1: single generation questions what the last generation has put down yeah Yeah. Yeah. so even when we're we're older and somebody else comes up with another thing we might be
2: yeah we might not be I mean hopefully we're not but 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 there's always going to be be
1: people that are going to agree with things and disagree with things you have to have yin and yang to Mm, to work out so you guys
0: feel like yeah, because of course in, within university you're the president of the um, trans and genophiloid society. I'm part of the trans and non-binary society. Trans uh, non-binary uh, society, pre- yeah.
1: Yeah, president of that.
0: Um, so of course you're doing a lot of work to kind of improve. I'm assuming what's what's going on in uni, because uh, I know they're trying to put non-gendered bathrooms.
1: They've come to me for help, so. the SU, and they've they're being they, basically. They're going to hopefully, fingers crossed, I don't know if I can say this, Mm -hmm. but they're hopefully going to have that all sorted by next year. I had that um, kind of information in a student representative, student rep meeting. So student representatives of each course coming together. I'm a student rep of my course as well. And I am also running for the LGBT uh, student union officer. So, so, uh, (laughs) vote for me. (laughs) But as part of that, I will have a much bigger say when it comes to the university and changes and standards that we have and even some registers of people have got dead names, so names that they were given at birth. And for for me, just even the other day, I experienced... I logged in to my uh, AUB thing and it came up with my dead name and it said, hello, blank, and it just... I felt sick. I felt heavy in my stomach. I felt just like I hadn't heard anyone use it for or written down, kind of talking about me for like two, three years, maybe more. And it threw me back. It made me feel so uncomfortable. It made me question who knows this, who knows that. Like, Mm -hmm. because university, coming to university was a safe space almost to me for to start again, nobody else knowing past me and nobody else knowing anything different to what I'm presenting to myself now and how I'm coming across so it felt really odd and then the letters coming from IT who changed it also used that name
3: that's so so bizarre to come from the university environment
1: so it put a weight in my stomach but I'm not letting that like weigh me down yeah Yeah. I'm gonna like shit out and go actually (laughs) no let's improve this yeah
4: yeah, because
1: I don't want anyone feeling like mm-hmm. how I felt. I don't want anyone feeling any worse. I don't want anyone mm-hmm. feeling invalid for who they are. And I think I'd be able to hopefully help and like get on to board with that. Yeah. Absolutely. You know what that feels like. Absolutely. But also, even if I didn't, I want people to feel comfortable being themselves in the fucking hardest three years of their life. Mm-hmm. We've only yeah. got three years yeah. doing this. And it feels like our whole life has to be planned out after. That's mm-hmm. true. And it's stressful. Do you mean we've all got <laughs> essays, yeah, we've all got exams, we've all got so much work. And then putting aside a, an extra stress. It's, yeah,
2: just it's be you uh, exactly. It's Yeah. exactly.
0: Yeah, it's just an extra thing. It's just I I like that you said that I feel like it's the same thing for a lot of people, at least for me was coming to university, it's kinda a new person. Like mm-hmm. people don't know, especially me coming from another country, it was like Coming from a place where I grew up, with a lot of people that I knew me since birth. I came here, had to kind of reinvent myself, but then again, I could just be myself at the same time. Exactly. And and that's just really inspiring. That's why like, I ever want everyone to well. go to uni and yeah. just like go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because
1: even if you know, if even if you think you know who you are, you will find out who mm. you are because yeah. you're alone on your own for quite a bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, <laughs> Is that what happened with you? you like, if this happened in the
3: last year or so.
2: Um. Yeah. Kind of. I came to uni. Um and i just as i like as i said i got introduced to to different people from of different identities and i just kind of like gradually began to kind of realize like um you know maybe actually maybe that might be something cuz if i really think about it i've i've been like kind of gender fluid like on that spectrum since like forever like i just yeah. didn't know you know what what it like you couldn't that, that, put a name to it yeah yeah um and so I, I i kind of like part of me that that's probably why i struggled a bit last year because i hadn't actually i didn't really know my identity last year i didn't really know what was going on um and now i'm kind of you know looking back i'm like if i'd known a bit more i probably would have come to uni as myself but you know you you're supposed to adjust at uni anyway yeah. so yeah. i'm kind of gradually adjusting mm. but i'm always very up and down like the the thing about the thing about like essentially being the you know there's like man or woman and being the or is kind of like well not or like identifying man, with either. yeah identifying yeah. with that bit you have kind of like well do I do this or like you know if because I remember I used to yeah. say as a kid like oh if I could wake up tomorrow as a dude and then the next day as a you know as mm-hmm. woman, I'd, I'd love that and like none of my friends thought the same and I was like oh okay that's, <laughs> <just me> <laughs> yeah. um but now I guess I try and do that maybe with the, I mean, the only way I can really do it is with clothing and presentation mm-hmm. of myself.
1: It's um, also difficult when it's it feels like such a professional environment university. Mm-hmm. And when you're on set, as you study film, if mm-hmm. that's okay with me to just yes. <laughs> um When you're on set, you're being referred to a lot. Yeah, exactly. You're, I don't want to make things like... either in power or needed quite a lot of the time so therefore your pronouns are okay, needed yeah. all the time mm-hmm. so therefore mm-hmm. you feel obligated to either have to come out and be mm-hmm. one thing or and may- stick to that one thing yeah. or be another thing and sti- do i mean you have to almost be yeah. yourself to one group of people and an- that's another group exactly yeah that
2: is exactly when exactly
1: actually not. it's difficult because you have to be two different people when you might feel i mean different things on different days mm-hmm yeah so, so then like it's just like this
3: is kind of what we covered yesterday in the sense that like you know where sexuality is like such a, a private thing like your yeah. gender identity is a lot more public because people yeah. mm-hmm. like see you and assume and something say your name yeah and, and like you know refer it's to it like because mm-hmm. it's, it's a public identity you know sort of a, a personal kind of between yeah. you and someone else or two other people or you know whatever floats your boat
0: yeah because they kind of tie a lot together I feel and people that's also why people confuse it like they're as uh, so we were saying they're different things but I feel like especially in your case mm-hmm. uh, it might be a bit more tied together because you, you were saying that you don't know how to kind of identify yourself Yeah, it's different. well it's like
2: they're tied together and they're also completely not because it's like yeah. do they like my mind mind's just constantly questioning like do those two things can they even work together and then I've just got to remind myself like I I don't care like yeah you know what I, mean? I mean like yeah, at the end of the it
0: day doesn't it doesn't, doesn't matter exactly it yeah. don't,
1: like the, it only matters to other people. If you can make it well, work and yeah. you can feel, and if you feel comfortable then it works. Does mm-hmm, that make sense? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It works in if, your brain then. Yeah. Because also I found um even at the start of my transition when I wasn't that confident, fake being confident. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I came to university and apparently I'm like quite um intimidating, apparently. <laughs> <It's really laughs> extra,
2: you're very extroverted as well. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um but apparently, yeah, I'm like quite intimidating and I remember being apparently like half of my old course being kind of scared of me. Mm. Them saying that they yeah, were actually yeah. terrified of me, which was really strange, but I think it's because of my confidence and just the fact that I don't give a fuck what people yeah. think of me. Yeah. People
2: that they're like, oh. Because
1: I, I know who I am, but I don't care what people see me as. Mm. So if somebody refers me to something else, like, yeah, it m- might feel a bit weird when I see the Thing on the computer with my dead name but I'm more and more not letting it affect me because mm-hmm. it's n- not my problem and I just don't care mm-hmm. and the, I feel like that's why it might be an intimidating thing well, because I'm a bit like I don't care if it's right or if it's wrong mm-hmm. because actually all yeah. of these things have been put up by a group of people at exactly, one point exactly. yeah. so I feel like I am maybe intimidating because I don't care what people see me as mm-hmm. and I have the confidence just to Know who I am and not care, and uh, mm-hmm. do you know I mean I like? I don't want to be intimidating. I love people. Yeah. <laughs> do you know I mean? I, but
0: I've been told I look intimidating. So like, I don't, I don't know how that happens. I just <laughs> think I'm an idiot. But like, um, you know, I feel like the, you can't change what people perceive you. You can't change the way people think if, if they're gonna just like be so stuck, in that. Oh my god! I'm yeah, a microphone
1: Yeah, I feel like <laughs> we, can, we can never change people. We can only change ourselves. Yeah, and that in turn will change. change yeah. people but also, yeah. it's do you know I mean? It's a bit like. If I truly show who I am and have that confidence, then people are less likely to misgender me when the more confident I am. Mm -hmm. Because even if they do, then they feel really shit if they get something wrong Mm -hmm. because I'm so confident with oneself. Does that make sense? That's why I'm almost (laughs) intimidating because people don't want to do the wrong thing.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: When actually, because I know who I am. But at the same time, I feel like...
0: I feel like it's also the confidence, at least from my point of view, because I met you yesterday, like, you know, and mm. it's, it's nice to see such confidence from a person in general. Mm. Um, so I feel like a lot of the time when you see somebody so confident, people are thrown off because we're in a society where... We're constantly being told that not we're to not be. okay yeah. and not
2: to yeah. be, especially if you're different, and especially like, if yeah. you're a woman. I feel like, <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> I feel like and the, especially I feel if you're like trans. Yeah, that
3: certainly relates to sort of Um, I think people are afraid to ask us questions in, yeah. a, in a sense as well. Like you know, like this. Um, I've never felt, uh, for the most part, if people ask me questions, you know, like you know, how do you identify? You know, how did you know? Blah blah blah. Like yeah. I don't mind talking about that. Like I'm, I'm an open book. Yeah. with that. But I think people are afraid of like they're so, they don't want to fuck it up like they don't want to be you know just uh, ask something that they feel might, might be insulting
1: the thing is I'd rather people ask me questions because yeah. I know then they are into better educate themselves mm-hmm. they don't want to get anything wrong Yeah, yeah. i never
3: met it out of malice it's just curiosity they mm-hmm. want to get it right for themselves Absolutely. and for you mm-hmm. but
1: the thing is the people who do worry about it too much about getting stuff wrong then they end up doing it wrong yeah, because yeah. they're thinking about it too much
3: yeah because it's so wrapped up in if their heads like, it, the you're less
1: like, you care about it and the more just accepting you are and even if you get it wrong but you're still accepting it doesn't matter on. like I accidentally yeah. misgender some of my mates but I just carry on because yeah. the thing is I don't give a fuck because I know what they are mm-hmm. and what they identify as exactly, and they don't yeah. give a fuck because they know that I know does that make yeah, sense like yeah. I feel like it's
2: not like you just momentarily like completely forget their entire identity is it? it's just a slip of the mind because slip also of yeah, yeah. I
1: get words wrong about everything with my learning disabilities <laughs> it's, like, it's it. and like and if, if people get but her about me getting something wrong then that's almost like their aliens. problem because it's a bit like also like I get everything wrong I like with my learning disabilities I can't really read that well or I get words mixed up so, therefore, I'm like, it's nothing to do with you. I'm like, also, yeah. like, I'm just
2: a forgetful person. Absolutely. Like, I forget yeah. what, you know, and I, I'm just, I'm a person of habit as well. So, like, I find it difficult, like, when, like, you know, some of my friends said, oh, can I, you know, change? I'm changing my pronouns, can you call me they? I was so bad at it. And then I was <laughs> questioning myself because I was like, well, how can I identify with possibly this? Yeah. When I can't even get it right. But... I just kind of you know you, you get you adjust and like you know that you're never doing it out of malice mm. anyway so it doesn't yeah. Yeah. and really it's the case with matter. everyone it's so like, straight yeah exactly, exactly yeah
0: I mean the words thing I don't know if it happens to you that you ever pronounce some words in a weird way oh yeah with the accent and everything <laughs> oh, yeah. and and people always make fun of it and I'm like Bitch, do you know how to speak two languages clearly? <laughs> no, no you <laughs> don't. Have you
1: tried to learn English from yeah. not learning or <laughs> not speaking it? Because yeah. it's a terrible language.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. And what I do appreciate about English though is the um that you do have the pronoun they, which yeah. we don't yeah. have in Italian no. and in Romania Romani 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 as well. Um and I feel like that's really useful for people yeah. that kinda of are transitioning or they are just gender fluent in general. Um I don't know why I keep saying in general a lot today. <laughs> <laughs> anyway.
3: <laughs> <Just> generally.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we've been talking for a long time. <laughs> um, I feel like it would be interesting to also touch on kind of like the medical aspect a mm-hmm. bit. Because, of course, you guys, I don't know if you're still going through several stuff. Um, what do you feel like might be needed for people to know that maybe you're questioning or like trying to go into it, but maybe don't know where to look. But there are resources, I'm assuming.
1: I think misconceptions to do with medical transitioning, people think you have surgeries,
4: and that's it. (laughs) Yeah, the surgery.
1: But honestly, um, I've waited more than uh, two years now for hormones, so I will have estrogen running in my body as opposed to testosterone, and still not on them. But when I get (laughs) on that, then I'm going to be on the waiting list for SRS, which is uh reassignment surgery, so bottom surgery, so vaginoplasty. So mm. I have to be on estrogen for two years, then have to go on a waiting list for that which will take forever. But also in the UK, because there's like five different ways of having vaginoplasty, I there's no there's not the operation I want. So I'm thinking mm. I'd have to go privately to Thailand. So therefore yeah. I'd have to raise money to have the surgery and travel and stay. Do you know I mean like right. it's yeah. I think it's different for everyone because everyone mm-hmm. has different transitions and everyone has different goals. Everyone has different. Yeah, I think things it really shows that you know, you know we're,
3: we're navigating the system because we're we're transitioning and even we're like oh my god what you know, what are the options that I actually have.
1: Also, I think for people who are ho- waiting for their first appointment, or people who are thinking about getting uh, um, referrals, referred. <laughs> thank you to GICs. We've got to be the headstrong ones we've got to be the ones making the decisions because ultimately this is our life and Mm. this is our happiness you've got to go there with conviction you've got to believe in yourself when I went
3: to the GP um, I I went to my GP first with all of this because like that was to me the obvious place to start and I actually printed out an NHS document that was all to do with um, transitioning and trans people and everything I took it to my doctor because I was like he's not going to have a clue what I'm talking about. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm from South Wales. It's not, it's not a particularly diverse place. So um, I went to him with this. I went with my mother and I was like, this is the case. This is all the information. Can you help me? And he was like, okay, <laughs> um, I'll read it and I'll get back to you because I have no idea what I'm doing. So it's uh, it's it's so complex because we're the ones who have to navigate the system and make the decisions, you know, because even until you get well, to yeah, to like medical, medical professionals well, don't even I know what to th- do sometimes. I don't, yeah. I don't
1: even think it's, well, I think it's sometimes that, but my point, of knowing what to doing is you've got to almost get to a point where you go, okay, I need top surgery, I need hormones, I need this, and I need that to make myself feel as comfortable in my skin as I possibly can, because mm-hmm. the thing is, they will help you when you get to the jerseys. They want to help you, that's their job to help you, but you've got to know what you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you go in there and go, mm, I might, this, I'm not sure, then they're going to go, well, then we're not going to give you anything, mm. Yeah. because
3: if you go in with a conviction and what they, it is you want, they're like, okay. They we can don't argue. know what
1: to give you if you don't know what to want. Yeah. If you what you want, does that make sense? Like, yeah. you can't just go, oh, uh, what do you recommend off the menu? Like, <laughs> no, you need <laughs> to know exactly what you want when you get there. Well, that's
3: the thing. When I went to the GP, if I if I'd said I'm kind of having these feelings, it would have been.
1: They went, okay, okay, come back to me when you're getting weird <laughs> yeah. feelings. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. where,
0: where would you go to kind of get that sorted out before? You know what I mean? Like, what if you need?
1: What you need from? Yeah, like. You, lots of fucking sorry finding <laughs> oneself <Yes. laughs> lots curse. of lots of internalizing uh, <laughs> okay. everything and churning over everything have got to do some yeah, yeah cuz then sweet, it ties into medica- medica- in mental uh, health mm. meditation yeah. like i don't know how to you can't re- it's it's a, it's one of those things that's so easily said being like go find yourself do you know what I mean like yeah. Yeah. people are always like oh be yourself but the truth is i think personally and i want to say this to many more people I'm just like the thing is you've got to find yourself mm. and the thing is you are ever you're never going to have one day where you go I found who I am done perfect yeah. we're always finding ourselves because there's always so many more nuances mm. and corners and edges and yep. nooks yeah. and crannies of that's ourselves that's why that I went we through so many met. different
3: like, gender fluid and agender labels for like seven years of my life where mm-hmm. I am like oh I'm actually a boy
1: I think yeah you should have what you want from when you go to the GSE but it's okay if you don't because mm, actually yeah. it takes forever and years to find out who you truly are yeah exactly and it's a work in progress that so you've got to have this confidence in oneself but when you get it, when I, that's why I say find yourself instead of be yourself. Because when you find yourself, you don't want to be anyone else.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Because you see the beauty <laughs> in you. But it's really difficult to see that for some people if they haven't had hormones or top surgeries. Mm-hmm. So it's. I mean, it's. Yeah. For me, I feel quite blessed to have <laughs> found that before anything.
0: Mm-hmm. Did, you, did you like get support from around you like, as well, like within your family and everything? Yeah. Was everything fine? That's, yeah, um, like,
3: that's really nice to hear as well. I well the the first person i came out to actually was um, my ex partner but then the next two people were my parents and it was a sense of you know th- it, there wasn't there was no rejection there whatsoever it was just like okay let us you know just turn this over and think about it and then it was just unconditional support from there and th- and there still is which is actually a really fortunate position to be in because not mm-hmm. not Everybody, everyone gets that
0: yeah that's the thing because i feel like it can tie into mel- to mental health as well as we were saying yeah. um especially if you don't get th- the support from around you because yeah, of course it, it it's already, you're already struggling with all of everything that's going on and yeah <laughs> That's,
1: uh, that's th- I th- yeah i um i don't blame i i hold my mother responsible for my, my amount of confidence and conviction mm-hmm. uh because i remember when we, we when i was younger I was like four five ish she'd have people over or would go to one of her parties because you know Can't afford a childminder, so I'm coming with you. (laughs) Um, or we'd go to play or my mum do you mean my mum would host something or have a family thing at Christmas and or it would be a grandmother's birthday. Do you mean there'd be situations, there's situations in childhood where you have to meet people. Mm, And I I remember wanting to hide behind my mum's legs and those shy kids. But my mum said to me, she was like, If you can like the thing is you can do that, but when you grow up Unfortunately, if you're shy, people won't know if you're shy or not because you'll be too shy to say that. You're going <laughs> to look rude. Mm. Yeah. Go out there, say hello, be polite and kind. Do you mean you've got you're in control of yourself. You can do this. Believe in yourself and go out and, do you mean, just go around and pass snacks around the party. <laughs> <laughs> Which is I mean? a good
3: model for being trans. I think. Just go out there and just but the thing is, it's one do of those it. things where,
1: as a child, you're a bit scared of, do I mean? You're scared of the unknown, yeah. of them, of yeah, everyone is. Absolutely. Everyone is scared of the unknown, but me going, oh, I don't want to talk to people. My mum went, no, get behind my leg, talk to people. <laughs> so that's where I have this, I can talk to anyone kind of thing. Um, but also, growing up, my mum, if I went to, I remember going to I- Ikea with my mum one time, and we saw this gold, shiny, stretchy fabric, and I <laughs> fell in love, and I went, <gasps> And I was with my grandmother at the time I went, Mum, oh, please make me a dress out of that. Like it was gorgeous. I I asked for spaghetti straps and the thing and it looked just like Ariel's dress when she came out of the water, like at the oh. end scene of the Little Mermaid. And like <laughs> I love that dress. But I went to my mum, Can I could, could you make me a dress out of that, please? And she went She turned to my grandmother and went, Yeah, sure. I'm my my mum's child. My mum will yeah. Do you know what I mean like she she doesn't like she doesn't really like my tattoos, I don't think. But she goes, <laughs> she goes, It's your body. Mm. Whatever you do that's gonna make you happy, you do that because you're my child. I only want happiness yeah, exactly from you. It. That's why I have this confidence so because my mum went, Go on, go out there, go into the real world. You've got to face it on your own. Yeah. You've got to Do you know what I mean? You've got to do this at some point. So go out there. And also don't apologize and be yourself. Because also I could be with my mum. Mm. Anything I want, like if I said, Can we go get some makeup? She'd be like Yeah, okay. (laughs) I I had a
2: very different experience, I
1: think. Yeah. Because I think children only learn from your parents. Do you know what I mean? Like that's you can't deny that. And also the older you get the more you go, shit on my
4: (laughs) mum But like
1: (laughs) Yeah And you become your parents. And I think if your parents are closed minded, then the kids are gonna be. Does Mm. that make sense? Like I've got Mm. a little brother whose friends are really close-minded. And you can tell that that's all the voices from their parents going yeah. straight into that child. Yeah, that's
2: true.
3: What was, what was your
0: experience?
2: Did yeah. You it was so different? Um, well, I'm, I've got a single mum, like, Rio, incredibly close. She's, like, one of my best friends now. Right. But I really had to educate her growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, like, when I was a kid, I was, like, six or seven, and this was when, basically, my dad had just passed away, so they just let me do what I wanted to do. Like, if he hadn't, I think they would have clamped down, uh, my mum would have clamped down a bit earlier, but because they let me do what I wanted to do and what I wanted to do was wear boys clothes, put my hair up in a hat, um, like put my long hair up in a hat because they they wouldn't have let me cut it and um, like wear a football kit and like when I scored a goal, like put my top over my head because I didn't know, you know, I wasn't allowed to do that apparently. Um, And it took a lot of going through different stages and then kind of refinding myself but I was told at all of those points like, oh, like, I don't want to take you to the boys' clothing department, and et cetera, et cetera. Mm. We
1: could do anything but not this. Yeah,
2: exactly. (laughs) Essentially, yeah. And I like, and now she's so open-minded and amazing, but, like, I, I, rather than the other way round of, like, your parent teaching you, Mm. with that, just specifically that area, I think I did have to teach her um, and I think she's incredibly grateful for it. Like, we'd have quite a boring, like, life if I was, you know... I'd have you know, <laughs> a boring life if I was, like, a straight, like... <laughs> yeah, literally. But I think
1: it's just a... I don't want to blame a generation, but it's a bit like mm. my mum with her family, they'd always go, when are you going to get a real job, Anne? And my mum was like, it's Annie, and I'm a fine artist. <laughs> <laughs> so I think my mum from growing up and not having being able to be herself or being forced to feel one way and forced to be almost a woman and a straight woman which she's neither (laughs) like she's very queer my mum and i love her a bit like i can't express my love enough for my mum Mm. but growing up she had so many social things because as opposed to accepting what society has said you're going to be like this which mum did for ages and she's only realized you know which she only realized in her 40s going actually no all of that is bogus none of that matters mm-hmm. but she wanted me to grow up going don't hold yourself to the rules that i had mm-hmm. to adhere to that made mm-hmm. me so uncomfortable my mum had a horrible teenagehood going hate this body this is disgusting why am i like this why do i do, do you mean going mm-hmm. the- you know every you know the angry kind of puberty thing because mm-hmm. it's not right Do you know what i mean mm-hmm. my mom went through that and she doesn't want me to go through yeah. mm-hmm. not being able to it's be crazy. myself around the people who love so as opposed to going, that's that's acceptable, we don't talk about feelings, my mom would be like, okay, talk about it. You either become your parents or just go, actually, I'm going to yeah. learn from them and not... Yeah, uh, yeah I feel like that's my case. Like, yeah. my
0: parents were very against me coming here and everything. And then I educated them on the arts and, like, I want to do this because it's like, oh, are well, you've got to get, like, an actual job. Like, Yeah, you know,
1: but also you've got to realize that your decision and you going i'm going to go here that was the most powerful thing to do for yourself because you've got here and you can be yourself and i mean it's yeah yeah exactly it is it is that's the thing you've got to push
2: for it from you've got to push against your parents because if i if i did like if i hadn't right now we wouldn't have the same relationship yeah like now i can comfortably say to her hey so like maybe would you mind looking into like you know yeah. that that I'm not. Either uh, I'm not a hundred percent okay. Like I can say, ta- I can say ta- I'm feeling weird about gender today. You know, I can say like, you know, I feel uncomfortable like maybe with my chest today. And sometimes I'm fine with it, like you know. But now she she doesn't understand because she doesn't have the same experience. Mm-hmm. But she will listen, and I know I'm not yeah. being like. You know, I know there's not anything in her head anymore saying, I don't want my kid to be like this.
1: It's almost the confidence thing. When you show your parents, look, I'm being myself and I'm flourishing, motherfucker. They (laughs) can't take that away from you. No, but there's a
3: weird sense there as well, isn't there? I don't know if um, if either of you have experienced this, where, like, if um, a, a child comes out, like sometimes parents feel as though they're like they've lost a child. My like there's, like a, there's that, like a mourning yeah, period sometimes. Yeah, that's exactly me. Yeah, like um, I don't th- I don't think it was like particularly strong in my family, but I think my mother went through it a little bit in the sense of like, oh, I'm losing my little girl, I'm losing yeah. my daughter. Like,
1: I think it's because of expectations. Mm. My mum was like, she's going to be honest. Like I sh- I don't know if she will be hearing this, but she didn't really want me as a child. She didn't mm. because she didn't really want a child. Yeah. <laughs> um, she didn't know what to expect. Yeah. She was a first-time mum, and at the age of three, for me, sh- she was you know we were single. Par- I was a single parent, so my mum just was like, she didn't know what to expect. She did, mm. it was it's all brand she new. she didn't
2: have that expectation.
1: Then she didn't have that. Oh, oh no, I'm losing my son because I was never really a son to her. I was always my mum's child. Yeah, yeah. Does yeah. it make sense? I was always creative. I was never fit into fit into a box. Mm. And my mum just went, I've got to accept it because that's my child. I can't change yeah. them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like because that's the most yeah. selfish yeah. thing to do. I think and it won't make my me happy. i mom
2: tried, but now she regrets any time that but she also, ever did that. The more
1: happy you are with oneself, the more happy they are. Yeah. Because yeah, ultimately yeah, parents yeah, want you to be happy. Right. Well, that's the thing. It's, like, Unless it's like, like
3: like I'm not I'm not dying. In fact, I'm becoming more of myself. yeah like, Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm exactly. a, like the the ultimate version of myself because I've kind of liberated myself of this identity that mm-hmm. I'm not. Yeah. I'm
1: not saying people shouldn't have children. <laughs> I'm just saying that also. It's a bit like if you expect something from a child, if you want to make a replica version of you, or if you want to, or if you want to have Get a child, to only to relive <laughs> what like you're gonna do pageants because I was never allowed to do them. Uh. Um, <laughs> don't try and relive your childhood yep. through yeah. a child. Yeah. I think. Do you mean like them accept?
3: Life. I think exactly. the
1: key to life is just accepting. So like, the, do you mean like yeah. my mom just was like, I can't fight how they're feeling. So I'm going to embrace it. Yep.
3: Yeah. Or you lose your child. Yeah. It's as simple as that.
1: Or, yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> well, um, we've been going on for really long. <laughs> really it's it's really, it's really good conversation. Oh, we're fine. Uh, I mean, yeah, but um, there is more to talk about as well. But so far, I feel like we covered... A lot of stuff that yeah. might be really interesting and it's really nice. And also, it's really like such a positive and <laughs> loving episode. I'm so happy. Yep. So, I guess now we can have Otto's Corner if Yay. he wants to come in. <laughs> <laughs> Take a little break before we do the shout outs and everything else. <laughs> right. Here we go. back. Right. Good.
2: so I, didn't, I, st- I thought I was going to write another haiku, yeah. but inspiration struck Yep. and I, I, I couldn't help it basically. So it just so happened.
4: It, you had to...
1: I had to, it's a bit too long for me to remember, um, but this one's titled Regret. Always make sure you know the difference between bathroom and bum wipes. <laughs> Thanks again.
0: I'll see you guys later. Thank you for that. Thank you, Otto. Bye,
3: Otto.
1: I feel blessed.
3: It's <laughs> <laughs> realism, I didn't know I was going
1: like, to. I didn't know I needed that today, and guess what? Really that's what I really needed. that. That's my
3: yep. new identity.
1: We that's, feel, that's, I feel. That's how I identify. <laughs> <laughs> we are lifted. We, <laughs> we need genders, swung wipes and
3: bathroom wipes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're the two genders. They're the only two genders.
1: Just gender-neutral bathroom wipes, please. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, well, uh, yeah. Apparently, that came for exper- from experience. <laughs> oh no. So, do you want? Should I cut that out? <laughs> Did I say that? Let's not talk about that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they just came in to say it to me. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Don't remove it. <laughs> um, so after this little break, we're just gonna have a little kind of shout out session. To- two different things because we know what's going on in the gallery now that's gonna go on for a while so we can't do that (laughs) but um I asked you guys to if you had any figures that you think might deserve kind of like a shout out even though they're dead but like (laughs) you know just kind of make people aware because I feel like as we were saying before people might think it's a trend quote-unquote 'Cause people are talking about it more now. Mm. Well, in reality, figures like this and transgender mm. people have been mm. around since forever. So, yeah, it's good to kinda because it's also LGBT history, yeah, exactly. so let's focus on the history a little yeah.
2: bit. Yeah. Well
3: we've got the obvious Marsha P. Johnson, don't we? Absolutely. <laughs> the the beautiful infamous who was um mm. such a she was um one of the one of the people who sort of like t- was integral in starting the, the Stonewall riots, who was um she was a, a black trans woman, I believe. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know a great deal She's about She's a black
1: it. woman, trans, uh, trans woman, drag queen. And, yeah, the, I just... Yeah. And like, she started a huge movement. I mean, like, we can't yeah, thank yeah. her enough. Um, also, just off that, trans women, drag queens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a drag exists. queen is a is a job and yep. it's an entertainer. And anyone can be one, including lots of trans women. Lots of the original, um, absolutely, lots of original drag queens were trans women, Mm -hmm. because they'd go, oh, like dressing up in women's clothes, and they went, oh shit, I'm a woman. But (laughs) they guess what? They still made that money and they still (laughs) entertained. So I think support your sisters, no matter what they Mm -hmm. do, as well.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I'm just. Oh, everyone.
1: (laughs) Uh, I want to give a shout out to all the. trans people that are in Paris is Burning if you haven't Mm -hmm. seen it it's an amazing documentary about the LGBT scene in the 80s in New York it's heartbreaking it's inspiring Mm -hmm. and it's beautiful to see how do you mean to see this progressive state that we talk about with society with ourselves it's it's moving and I think everyone should watch it yeah. I, I
3: actually didn't realize um, I'm a big fan of RuPaul's Drag Race. I didn't realize yeah. how much of the language is no, yeah, is like so much older right. than it, it, that it actually is. Like you know, really? I watched Paris is Burning and there were like so many different quotes from that that are obviously like a way further back than that that were being used then and that are being used now because it becomes yeah. a like a pop culture thing. Like yeah. like so many people watch it. It's it's amazing how yeah. much the queer culture has become like a part of everybody's life because yeah, it's, it's just true. it's just grown like and it's it aside from like such an underground like shoved aside movement as well like we were so rejected and now like we're not there yet entirely but we're so much more embraced than we were which yeah. is amazing
0: I think mm-hmm. I keep nodding as if we're on <laughs> 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 I, <keep it> deep. <laughs>
1: I think passes yeah, burning true. is just so awesome there and yeah. there's a more modern modern rendition kind of about uh, so, you know a select group of people who are featured in Paris is Burning and around that time is it Kiko? Mm, I don't know I can't remember I'm sorry there's a film <laughs> yeah, that's like a, right. re- a modern rendition but I think Paris is Burning is really important because it's yeah. so important to know your past be I, able yeah, to shape the definitely. future and, and to start, become did, yourself
2: like it started an entire movement as well mm-hmm. like yeah. like the AIDS epidemic like that's what I'm writing about at the moment but like the <laughs> AIDS epidemic I think as like if you're Interested in anything? If you if you are in the queer community, not knowing about it, like just like educating yourself on it is yeah. such an experience, and like realizing how far we've actually come since then is crazy. Like yeah. it's actually amazing that we got back from that. To be because, honest, yeah. yeah,
1: the LGBT community and like, especially trans community, and do you know what I mean like gay and drag queens Just mm-hmm. with the Paris is burning, it starts Do you know what I mean house music is called house music because mm-hmm. of the houses mm-hmm. that were in the balls? Yeah. like so do you mean and you you know where house music is now you you see yeah. it voguing everywhere which yeah. all started yeah, there definitely give it a watch if you haven't it's, yeah. It's, absolutely it's
2: yeah and amazing.
0: then saying on that there were other films as well that you mentioned before when I asked you
2: yeah I mean that um, the Paris is Burning and stuff in the kind of early 90s began yeah. the whole new queer cinema movement which kind of started because of the movement like, because of the AIDS epidemic and since then it's like it's it's kind of horrible that something positive came from something yeah. so negative but films it's, it's did go yeah it yeah. is yeah. and things just went up and up and up from there and now we've got so many films so much representation in media that mm-hmm. people wouldn't have even dreamed of when you know the first f- few thousand people got diagnosed with aids and yeah. stuff you
1: can't go up if you can't go down if you exactly. haven't gone down and yeah exactly like um priscilla queen of the desert mm-hmm. encompasses a really positive role for a trans woman and it was actually groundbreaking. My, I was talking to my mum about it when before, like before when it came out, mm-hmm. everyone was shocked that this actor who um, I can't remember his name for the life of me, <laughs> but anyway, the actor who plays the trans woman was infamous for being like a ladies' man. Every, mm. Women fancied him all, all over the world, and to see him play such a vulnerable character mm. and a true-to-life, embracing character mm. was something nobody had seen before people don't realize how big of an impact that had as well yeah Yeah, i think with like destruction comes like creation again yeah Yeah. exactly so it made people aware of the subject so then we decided to educate them almost yeah yeah that's
0: that's,
2: that's what we're trying to do as well it was like reactionary art like trying to re-educate people who just used aids to solidify their negative opinions. Mm. Well you have to bounce yeah. back yeah. you know, otherwise, you, you know, you just exactly like you just die. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but there's uh Trans America, which was a 2005 mm-hmm. film, and kind of on the uh, coming out of that um kind of cusp from the AIDS epidemic. Mm-hmm. And it dealt more with family issues and has basically a trans woman goes out. Um I think it, I can't remember if it's I haven't seen it in years, but I think basically she meets her son who hadn't talked to her in ages and goes back to her parents and it shows what negative parents or bad parents, Mm -hmm. inverted commas, can do to a child or can, you know, grief it can cause. And it's very of the time and it's Mm -hmm. quite, it's dealing more with the social issues within your family as opposed to the world issues going, I'm trans Mm -hmm. so I can't do this. It's more like I'm trans but I can do it, but my parents don't like me doing it. Do you I mm-hmm. mean? It's a yeah, really difficult yeah, thing, mm-hmm. and it's a really nice viewpoint of an older trans woman going back to family that mm-hmm. don't accept her. It's it's prevalent, and it's a, almost a real story for lots of women out there.
0: That's mm. cool, that's really good, because uh, we were also saying in the last episode how representation in media sometimes is there just to be a token, mm-hmm. but in yeah. this case, I feel like in films like this especially, it's there because it helps people, kind of realize yeah well
2: realise. Mm-hmm. Um, so
1: Like, I loved Ugly yeah. Betty as a child. <laughs> and there's a trans yeah. woman in Ugly Betty, and...
2: Meant, like, that means so much to see that on screen. Yeah, yeah. Like, and yeah. just, like... Oh, someone like me. Found mm-hmm.
1: her gorgeous. And also, when I watched Third Rock from the Sun, which has got the same actress in, um K- Kristen Johnson. Love her <laughs> so much. Because we're both very 90s, tall, low voice. People think we're men. But, like... Mm-hmm. This cis woman, even if she's playing a trans woman, and having that there, even though they're mocking her sometimes, but also the thing is with that show, they were mocking everyone. Mm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It made yeah. me feel okay, because they were like, oh, it's okay that they're taking the piss out of yeah. trans women and gay people, because they're taking piss out of these horrible straight people as well. <laughs> like, <laughs> everyone, so, it's so just even having that there, even if it's negative, positive, it's they're still there and acknowledging that we exist.
3: Mm. That's so true. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you're interested in any more sort of documentary based things there's um, a yep. couple of good ones um, sort of like uh, around now I think one is called Queer Britain it's on um,
2: mm-hmm. yeah I that got Sean Fay in it
3: um, I, I can't remember his name but um, yeah it covers like lots of different like each episode is like something different so like the, oh, I think the first cool. one was about like religion and LGBT culture and then there was um there's another one that's about uh, sort of like sorry um of like c- uh, queer porn and everything, and it's mm-hmm. all really, really interesting if you want to check that out. And there's another one on um, I think that's on BBC iPlayer. There's another one on uh, Channel 4, I think, called Transformation Street, which is um, it follows a few different trans people who are going through the medical process, right? Um, and it, they're referred to uh, Gender Clinic in London, and it, it just it, it talks about their lives and it sort of mm-hmm. their, their narrative experiences about their experience, their um, <laughs> their, their journeys right now, which is mm-hmm. which is another really good one.
1: Going off TV and film, there's yep. uh, there was, uh, there's Transparent, not sure, if I think it's still going, uh, but it was a series about a trans woman later mm-hmm. in life transitioning and the family thing again, so that's really good for maybe looking at how different it is for older generations yeah. to yeah. transition. Yeah, it's still
2: completely, it's really common like, yeah, really, absolutely. really common. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. People are still coming out at all ages. It's, yeah,
1: It's so prevalent, like, yeah. in all aspects and all ages. There's also a uh, TV series called I Am Jazz that has Jazz oh, Jennings' yeah. story in I find it a bit stressful because you can yeah. tell that she's a young child yeah. and the parents are like, "Oh, she's trans, let's make money with a TV show yeah, about right, her." Yeah. So and she's had so many private things just mm-hmm. everywhere which seems mm-hmm. she seems like sometimes she doesn't really want, it, but mm-hmm. I'm not that's just from my opinion if mm-hmm. I'm wrong then I'm wrong, but it's it's it's, it's definitely interesting to look at it for a young person's perspective. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, on the flip Those side are two of that,
2: completely different. Yeah.
1: yeah, absolutely. I'm not sure if there's many documentaries about it, but going into another modern day kind of right. person that I love, uh, Kim Petras is mm. a singer, and she's fab, insane, and so like current and pop now and insane. There's Sophie, who does music production as well as making her own music. Another trans woman, Uh, singer, songwriter, insane. But with Kim Petras as well. I remember watching... I watched her music video because my friend showed it uh, to me. And I had recognised her face before. And I'd recognised, like... There was something about her. I was like, where have I recognised this girl before? And I remember seeing her when I was doing trans research, you know, years ago. And basically... In Germany, you have to be eighteen to have SRS, so sexual Mm -hmm. reassignment surgery. But she was the youngest person to have ever had it at the age of Mm sixteen. She came out as two to her parents. She went, I'm a girl, and parents went, okay, that's great. But when we're leaving the house, you're going to wear gender neutral clothing because we don't want, you know, bullies to. We're going to play it safe. Mm -hmm. But you can wear whatever the fuck you want in our house. I mean, it was really, Mm -hmm. it was really lovely, and she was the first, you know, she's the youngest person to have SRS and that's how I recognised her because I saw an interview with her, mm-hmm. so I'm pretty sure there's interviews, documentaries with her. If not, support a sister yeah. and listen yeah. to her music <laughs> yeah. because yeah. it's really great music as well. Cool, she can yeah. really sing and it's fab and I think just also, so knowing our history but also embracing the future and going, yeah. guess what? Trans people aren't just that. Yeah. 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 They're like everyone, the This thing, is just really, an identity. Yeah. I love having these interviews and I love educating people but mm-hmm. at the same time, like, when I get hired for an illustration job I'm a bit like I'm going to get hired because they like my work not because I'm trans. Mm, Definitely, yeah. yeah. So I think that modern representation going we're not limited to the labels but that we give yeah. ourselves.
2: So, but also support other Absolutely, that's trans. what I mean. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. Because yeah, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, I was going to link onto that and just like mm-hmm. kind of say that you know if even this is History Month like we're currently making history yeah, that's so to currently support um trans artists and you know trans musicians trans actresses trans actors um you know even youtubers like they're Mm -hmm. they're doing such a solid for the community honestly like they're they're so accessible Mm -hmm. i wouldn't have come to terms with any of my sexuality my identity without youtube honestly (laughs) genuinely um and yeah just like i think i'd shout out to Chalaman, who is Mm -hmm. a transgender um well, he identifies mentally, which I find really interesting, mentally as genderqueer, but he feels comfortable physically presenting as a male and being addressed with um, male pronouns. Right. Um, and his art is amazing and it tackles um, gender as a performance and like only being ever taught that straight sex exists. Uh, yeah. um, and he's like definitely up and coming, it's really interesting. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs>
3: Um, going on from that, kind of from he's, yep. he's not historical so much as because he's he's still sort of ongoing. But um, Buck Angel, who's a he's a yes. bit of a, 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 a bit of a controversial figure sometimes, yeah. but mm-hmm. um, he's actually uh, he identifies as a man with a vagina. He's a um, a porn actor. He's, he's transgender, oh, okay. um, and I just like I find him so interesting. Everything he posts on Instagram because mm-hmm. he posts everything on Instagram. Like proper, like um, <laughs> all about his history, kind of what he's doing right now. And he's actually he, um, he came up with um, he he calls it the first ever. Um, for trans men, you know, it's sort of like right, it's it like the sleeve? Um, it was the little, it was the buck off thing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, think, I mean, it's, it's it's not, there's sort of been ver- various versions of it, but you know, mm-hmm. like people like him are doing so much now because they were doing it then and they were coming out, like, I think he came out in the 90s as a guy, oh, and he okay. was like so, like, he, he was completely rejected, like, nobody mm. listened to him, nobody wanted to do it, it was, um. Yeah, he had he had a really rough go of it, but he's still doing it now, and he's still forging ahead now, which is which is
1: really cool. And bright and Brighton, when I was uh, last down, went to Museum of Transology, really oh, yeah. sick, small oh, little yeah. museum, uh, curated by a um, uh, trans guy, uh, is a uh, tutor at this university, insane guy. He was on a um, t- uh, TV show with Grayson Perry, oh, who, another one, yeah, yeah another and uh, he created the, uh, curated this uh, museum that has also. His chest post surgery in a jar, like, and oh, it has okay. lots of significant things that trans people can hold dear to themselves for feeling like mm. themselves. Because mm-hmm. there's a society that tells us not to be. Yeah. yeah. So mm. it's, do you okay. mean like, and when we were still there, there was an, we, me and my uh, friend who's non binary, we went and it just changed our lives. There's this uh, artist, 20th century artist, who uh, named themselves Gluck. And Didn't adhere to themselves to any identity or label. Had lots of girlfriends Mm -hmm. and wore inverted commas male, stereotypical male clothes. Assigned female at birth, but like nobody would, nobody would any pronouns. Mm. Their preferred pronouns were none because Mm. none of them felt correct because Mm. there wasn't any almost anything at that time almost. So, but real trail trailblazer, insane artist, beautiful human being. Mm. Their story is insanely wonderful and um, there's a beautiful map as part of the museum and they came down to pool with their girlfriend one time so shout mm. out to Paul <laughs> <laughs> but um, no it was just beautiful seeing this person's life story spread out through their art as well
0: mm. okay well thanks for that uh, one last thing I want to is just that it's really cool to say it's really cool that Lush did a really a bath bomb yeah. and if you do get it it comes with a little pamphlet that just gives oh, you loads yeah, of information so
2: mm-hmm. I'm so happy they did that and kind of
0: rules as well so now there's no internet in uni but I had to page <laughs> open <laughs> it's called Inner Truth um, we're not endorsed by Lush in any way I mean I wish like <laughs> y'all fun. if anybody can works <laughs> some Lush is listening hit me up um, but it is really really cool and actually it's sold out on, on their site but i'm not sure but if you manage to get your hands on it but i think also on their site they have like trans right a human rights it's a whole page with just advice and everything well, um, okay we've been here for an hour i think <laughs> <before>. <laughs> <Pretty much>. um, <laughs> which is great i mean but um it, it's probably just going to be a longer episode it's okay <laughs> uh and thank you guys for being here today it was I really really it. great and um, thank you uh, for everyone who's listening and thank you Anna for being with me as well Uh, okay well uh, so next episode this episode's coming out on the next Monday after the first one although we say we are gonna release episodes every other Monday but because we didn't have time to work on them all throughout February we just posted two in a row but next time it's it's (laughs) coming out uh, not next week but the week after that and it's gonna be Women's History Month so we're gonna focus on topics around that Thanks again for listening, and uh, have a good day, everyone, or good night whenever you're listening to this. And thanks again to our guests. Thank thank you. you. Thank you for having us. Bye. (laughs) And see you.